Hi, I'm Mike Morin, host of Reset. 40 is the new happy. This is where you come to meet people who, in midlife, reinvent themselves after years of working for someone else. My guest today is Darlene Penrose of Auburn, a perfect example of somebody stepping away from a successful career to try something completely different. Darlene is a veteran of the U.S. Navy and spent decades working for the FAA as an air traffic controller until retiring early in 2016. She and longtime neighbor and food friend Helen Riba started a business called Spiced Up. Uh, Darlene, doesn't air traffic controllers show up on uh, a list of some of the most stressful jobs out there today? Uh, good morning, Mike. Um, I would not say it's stressful if you like it. I think like anything, you have to like and enjoy what you're doing. And I loved it, which is why I stuck with it or stayed with it for almost 30 years. Um, but you have to like it. I, well, I would have guessed. I mean, every survey I ever saw, that, that always seems to pop up somewhere. I mean, it must have its moments where, you know, it's, it, it can get very intense. Well, it does. Um, you have to have confidence that you know you're not going to freeze. You have mm-hmm. to have confidence uh, that the equipment is going to work. And you have to have confidence in the people you work with. Because as much as it's your voice that goes out on one frequency... Mm-hmm. You can't do the job unless you do it as a team. So you have to have total faith in the people around you also. Well, I was going to ask you, how do you deal with the stress? But you just kind of answered that question by, you know, working as a team and having confidence in things. Actually, you need a sense of humor. Uh Um, And you need to know that even though you made a good decision and it worked out well, you know that... Maybe it could have been just a fraction better and you chastise yourself, but you're doing it in a joking manner. Um, But you know you did the job well. You just take so much pride in your job, you want to do it to the utmost best that you can. Well, that makes me uh, very happy to hear that because I'm flying tomorrow. And (laughs) if everybody's like you, I'm going to feel real confident sitting in that uh, Southwest jet. (laughs) Well, I I, I can speak for... I was very fortunate. I'm 52. Started off uh, in the Navy, like you said, last four years as an air traffic controller. Mm -hmm. So when I got hired, there were a lot of ex-military. Ex-military, I feel, I'm very prejudiced about this, breeds a higher degree of uh, camaraderie, I think. Um, So my generation of air traffic controllers, I feel, again, being a little biased, um, has a, I don't want to say stronger work ethic, but I think we go the extra mile. Well, you're allowed to be biased, and thank you for your service as well. Adding an unforeseen wrinkle, though, to your job challenges, as such as they were, uh, was being diagnosed with a voice disorder called spasmodic dysphonia. What is that, and did it eventually take you out of control tower work? Uh, There are two versions of spasmodic dysphonia, um, adductor, which Diane Rehm has, and abductor, which is the rare one, which is what I have. Mm -hmm. And essentially, you have two vocal cords, one on either side. And when you pronounce certain letters, uh, your vocal cords just don't want to work, and they split, and nothing but air comes out. So I will try to say words like hello or hi. And sometimes it sounds a little breathy, and that's because my vocal cords decide there really isn't a letter to bite onto, and air comes out. 
so it doesn't, it sort of sounds laryngitis-y, but it's not, and it doesn't hurt. Everybody always asks if it hurts. It doesn't hurt. Um, it just, um, it's a nuisance. It's not life-threatening, so, mm-hmm. you know, I don't don't stress about that. It's just, you know, occasionally it can be a nuisance. But it, it impinged upon how you felt you could do your job effectively, I would guess, and probably reduced your confidence, maybe? Uh, what it did was, um, I forgot how to breathe. Um, I thought I had severe sinusitis, mm-hmm. uh, post-nasal drip, and I forgot how to breathe. So I was using my body to force air in and out, and um, pilots couldn't hear me. I couldn't, I couldn't make myself loud enough at times to be heard, and I didn't feel I was doing the job that I should be doing. And um, I lost my medical, and you, you need to maintain a medical and get a physical every year to be an air traffic controller. So I uh, needed to take a desk job. So having done that, did you miss the adrenaline of being up in the tower in the fast-paced environment? I, uh, it was heartbreaking. Mm. I loved the job. Um, I, I was working Boston Tracon, which is the radar portion of it. So when you feel the wheels come up, that's when you get switched to us. And we work out about 40 miles. Mm-hmm. And the same on the inside. You know, we pick about 40, 45 miles out. We set you up. We call it a white picket fence. You know, get you all lined up on final. And then when you hear the gear go down, that's when we switch over to the tower. And I just, I loved it. I loved navigating planes, you know, away from the weather so you didn't go through, you know, turbulence or lightning and any of that good stuff. And I, I enjoyed I enjoyed when I switched a plane to the tower to another control. I said, hey, thanks, nice job. So you're 52. Didn't take much time off between uh, retiring and starting Spiced Up with Helen. What got you too interested in this venture? I met Helen, I've been in the house, it'll be 13 years Halloween, and I met Helen weeks after I moved in. Her and her husband drove by in the car and just stopped to say hello to us as we were outside doing something. And uh, Christmas time, she walked in as the house was a shambles and uh, gave me a Christmas present, which was one of those uh, like brownie mixes in a jar, something like that. Mm-hmm. And we've pretty much been inseparable ever since. Either I'm over there for dinner, they're over here for dinner, or I get a phone call that says, meet me in the middle of the road. I made something really good. I want you to try it. <laughs> so food has been, food and friendship have been uh, uh, our connecting force. Uh, we, bo- we both love food. And it, my theory is if it begins with FNs and Dean has a couple O's in the middle of it, I'm in. But why spice? Because there's nothing worse than when you go out to a restaurant and you order a meal and it's bland. Mm-hmm. To me, that's um, it's it's a waste of time because you can cook better at home. And we like Thai food. We like food that has flavor, and we don't always find that, especially around our immediate local area. So we said, why don't we try to introduce people to flavors that, or spices that they wouldn't normally pick? You know, they're not that strange where you have to look it up in a dictionary to find it, but it, it might get you going to look up different recipes and try something that 
you might think is outside your comfort zone, but really isn't. You know, it's just a little little pinch of zing here or a little interesting twist there. So what is the concept of Spiced Up? It's a subscription-based service, or can people just buy it when they want it? How does this work? Well, there's, there's a couple of ways. Um, and we have... Um, we actually have a retired air traffic controller uh, that made our our spice rack that holds his, the 12 spice tubes. It's based on, a, I forget what Helen said it was, I think a 1940 test tube laboratory thing. So we uh, fill it with our spices. And these aren't the spices that would go out in our monthly subscription. But if you sign up for the year subscription, you will get the spice rack with 12 spices. And every month you will get four spices. Plus, you know, if we find something a little extra, extra unique or, you know, a little gadget or something, we'll put that in along with a recipe card that has been tested for one of the particular spices that are in the box. Um, but you don't need to buy the subscription all at once. You can do it month by month. Um, and if we see at the end of the year that you have been one of those people that, you know, you've bought 12 in a row, we'll send you the spice rack because that's not everybody can come up with uh, or wants to do it all at once. So, all right, so you, uh, you worked really hard in your uh, past career, air traffic controller. You loved it. You're probably always going like 80 miles an hour because you love the job. So now you're in business for yourself. Everybody I talk to says you work harder when you're your own boss. Um, I know it's early yet, but do you think it's going to get to that point and will the adrenaline return? Um, first off, I don't think of it as work. Um, Helen and I were goofing last week because on Sunday we put in four hours. Gorgeous day, Sunday, but you know we're laughing, working, and well, there I go, work. Uh, we're doing spice-related um, research, and we don't we don't think of it as work. This is it's like a passion, and I'm fortunate. Um, I am retired, so I have my retirement. Um, this isn't income based for me. This is just pursuing something that I've wanted to do for 20 years. Glad you said that because one question I had was while you were working uh, as an FAA uh, air, air traffic controller, did you have those daydreaming moments where you did think about what you might want to do someday that would be completely different? And was this it or did you have some other things too that you were considering? Oh, I knew it was going to be either food or wine related. Mm -hmm. I knew that years and years and years ago. Um, and I guess that would have been my stress release was cooking. I think there's nothing more relaxing than getting in the kitchen, chopping up garlic, onions, cooking it in a bit of butter and olive oil, and just just letting your senses take over. I mean, to me, that's that's better than any spa treatment <laughs> after work. <laughs> Um, so I, I, I knew it was going to be, um, cooking, excuse me, food, wine related. Sure. Uh, just to mention a couple of the names, uh, wake up and smell the coffee rub, Canadian love rub. I'm curious what the genesis of that one was. Jamaican me hungry rub. So do you and Helen sit down with cocktails and come up with these crazy ideas? Most definitely. <laughs> um, I... Uh, I drew when I was in grade school. I'm I'm Canadian. Was Canadian. I born and raised in Toronto, um, and I think I left all my artistic talent up there. <laughs> I drew a moose 
for uh, school one day. I was in second grade. The principal took it, put it on his wall, and that was it. I was done. So Helen is the creative side. So for us to be collaborative, we'll have a glass of wine, we'll have a Cosmo, and we'll just relax, not think of anything else, and just be goofy and see what, see what, you know, come, comes out, you know, creativity comes about in many ways and just clearing your mind and letting, letting it flow is, uh, works for us. And the Canadian love rub, I have to say it came from me. We were grilling one night, we were testing it out and, and uh, I don't remember what it was originally going to be called. And I'm like, Oh, this should be the Canadian love rub. <laughs> And Helen's like, that sounds great. And I'm like, are you sure it's not too corny? And she said, no, it sounds good. Well, I'm going to ask my massage therapist for that by name sometime. (laughs) (laughs) I plead the fifth. (laughs) Final question. I always ask people uh, that want to just jump out of their careers and do something else. Now, you had the advantage of you do have your, your benefits. And so financially, there aren't the stresses that somebody else, your age, leaving a career might not have. So what do you say to people that really want to get out and do what makes them happy like you did? Uh, definitely do it. Um, life is too short. And like I, you know, spoke to you earlier about, uh, I'm a firm believer in for when one door closes, another one opens. And if you're not happy doing what you're doing, close that door and open another one. You know, you don't, you won't lose anything by trying. You need to pursue that, I think. So in kind of a strange way, was the voice disorder a blessing in disguise? Maybe because it got you doing this probably sooner than you would have. Well, um, it, it was a blessing in disguise. Um, like I said, I went to Washington, went to Long Island, and now I'm doing this. And there's an incredible bunch of people along the way that I would not have met had it not been for this voice issue. And I wouldn't have started the business with Helen as soon as we did. And we're just having a ball, and I'm glad it's going. (laughs) (laughs) Darlene, what a pleasure. Thanks for really an inspirational story, and uh, good luck with Spiced Up. Thank you very much.